0: Hmm,
1: That's weird. That's weird. Kind of weary me out. You are a sad, strange little man. It's
0: crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man.
1: It's strange.
0: What's up, campers? Welcome back to episode one hundred and sixteen of Camp Strange. I am your camp counselor, Alex Tobin. And I'm your other camp counselor,
1: David Stokes.
0: And we're back to bring the spooky, wacky, weird, strange in football. 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 And before we tell you about these longer stories that we have for you today, we got to catch you up on any of the weird news you may have missed this week. And, David, do you want to start this off? Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're not prepared.
1: I was. I realized that uh, the window wasn't up. Woman arrested for calling 911 about bad Chinese food.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fair. Because... No. But I think most Chinese food is, like, good, and even mediocre Chinese food is good, but bad Chinese food is really bad.
1: See, I I feel like I get in this conversation a lot. I think I've only had bad Chinese food because I just don't really like Chinese food that much.
0: Oh, okay. It doesn't Um, do it for me. But, like, not even, like, Panda Express? I know that's like, oh, you're so white. Like, I know, but I'm just trying to connect with people all around the country. We is, all share. Is, is is Panda Express Chinese? It's Chinese fast food American. I know. They've, they've got a
1: Mongolian beef.
0: Not, <laughs> they're neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> There's no ill will there. <laughs> yeah, no, they love each other. <laughs> they didn't build the wall because of just that – the beef cakes over in mongolia. <laughs> yeah. There were
1: little peppers in there.
0: But like wait, so you just don't like Chinese food? We had a Not place, really. We had a place that we would go to in high school called China Dragon. It closed down, but they had a buffet and they had like crazy ass shit in there they had these like deep fried bananas that were just covered in sugar not like yeah. a whole banana they're like chopped up bananas but still so, like i feel like there's always like we- one w- really weird thing in a chinese food buffet
1: well i love how they all have like the soft serve ice cream machine that's just like go to town on it they all have that i've never seen that What's
0: chinese buffet. Boy, yeah man they all have it you just didn't look hard enough did you go in the bathroom is, this is why you hate chinese food because you've been eating a cc's pizza <laughs> and chinese food. oh boy um but she so she called the the police on this chinese food yeah she called 9 one about bad chinese food like it was hurting her or it was a complaint she had nowhere to go like she probably called the restaurant to complain and they weren't giving a shit. <laughs> so yeah. The next, the next logical thing you do is you call the police to get involved.
1: Well, the good thing is here, I'm. I, I'm going to click on the article here at USA Today. Actually, I'm not because <laughs> we're not allowed to read anything from USA Today because they have <laughs> blocked me. They won't let me read their articles. I just want to read it. Let David, me read
0: your news, David. Do they want you to pay, or do they want you to turn off your ad blocker? Um. No. Uh, <laughs> well,
1: to give them ads is me paying them, not out of Thank my you. pocket, but out of the people's pocket,
0: and I'm not going to pay that tax. Okay, well, then we'll skip the story, but I just want to know what's your favorite Chinese food if you had to eat Chinese food. I know you just said you you don't like Chinese food, but uh,
1: is li- is the uh what's that one noodle one? Yeah, that one.
0: <laughs> Ch- Chow mein. Yeah, it's chow mein Chinese? You see, you're used to eating uh, bark bark chow mix, extra beef yeah, and liver. I know. That's not the same as chow mein, David. You Times get are getting food
1: hard. Food. Yeah. If anybody is interested, please subscribe to my OnlyFans um i could really use some money
0: so i could stop eating dog food <laughs> okay wait i don't i don't have a, a a traditional news story for you but just speaking of when i was looking at the news stories i saw that there was a a dog food company that was using like the protein in their dog food was actually like ground up insects instead of like meat. oh yeah which is crazy to think about because shout
1: out Snowpiercer.
0: Oh, exactly. I that's exactly what I was thinking of those little those little bricks that they make. Yeah, man. They look tasty though. Little rochy bricks. But my now you got me on snow, Piercer, I'm all fucked up. I don't know where I am. Um, well, but not, I
1: got another story
0: about eating bugs if you want to hear it real quick. I do want to hear that, but I was just thinking like <laughs> meat can't be more expensive like ex like the stuff they put in like dog food is like not mice. good meat. What? It's just mice. Oh, I think you said lice, which is maybe both. I don't yeah. know. But like it can't be that much more than like grinding up some crickets, I guess, but I don't know. That's just very interesting to hear that. Like you're not you're just not putting like meat but like I mean that has to be bottom of the barrel dog food because I see a lot of like dog food that's just like pretty high end like salmon and oh yeah and wild rice and you like, That's what
1: my boy's on. He's on that salmon, wild rice, sweet potato, blueberries. He's got it what all What the fuck? I got the bag right there. You want me to pull it up?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm coming. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna be dipping your hand in there in a second. Mm. I could tell. I am hungry. How many more beers you got over there before we get into the dog food? <laughs> oh, I'm stocked. I'm ready to go. Never get out the dog food. Yeah, <laughs> the dog food.
1: Can't help it. It's, there's it's no. It's so, uh, <laughs> it's so. The thing about dog food is you know you just you can just put, throw in a Ziploc like trail mix and you're good to go.
0: Yeah, and no one even questions it. Like you eating, you eating Captain Crunch peanut butter? Be like, yeah, I'm eating the crunch it's peanut ca- butter. I love the Captain. <laughs> There's no two can sam spoon at the bottom of that bag. I wonder I how bad
1: how bad do you think your breath would be if you just spent a whole week eating dog food?
0: The same badness as it is now, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> not, it's all not, rotten. Not good. <laughs> um wait, I wanna hear about your bug story real quick.
1: Oh, uh, well yeah, this last summer uh did like a little camping trip floating trip with two of my buddies and uh you know sometimes you you get a good campsite and you have neighbors and you're kind of forced to interact with them oh, uh that's the worst they they were cool, but um there was a small child and a a lady it was her it was her child and she started talking about like getting your kid to catch uh grasshoppers and breed them so they could eat them what and at first I thought that was a joke, and then the more she talked about it, the more I, I'm pretty sure she was serious.
0: Well, I know people like I've seen those put them in candy, yeah, yeah, Well, like not even candy, but now they have like ones that you just they just pop them in the oven, put some like salt and pepper, like cayenne on them, and then like people yeah. just eat them like like dog food. <laughs> yeah. Um. But how how do you know which ones are the males and the females? How are you breeding them? You you just put, like, six of them in a fucking Tupperware, and you just assume. And all of a sudden, they're having, like, an orgy, and then you find mm-hmm. out that there's no babies being made, and you're like, oh, man, I just, <laughs> I'm just doing this for their pleasure at this point. There ain't no babies coming out. Not again. I don't even know how long a cricket lives for. I think a fly lives for, like, 28 days. Yeah, I don't know. Is that what that movie's about, 28 Days Later? Yeah, it's about flies. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's actually uh, a documentary about flies. Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. I was so scared until I figured out it was a documentary about flies. You 20, gotta look.
1: Well, then there's 28 weeks later. Bigger flies. Well, no. That's about the kids in my neighborhood because I'm going to beat them all up. But David
0: has this reoccurring, you call it a joke or a or a, <laughs> or a life statement that you're going to uh, beat up. It's a way of life. That you're going to beat up all the kids in your
1: neighborhood? <laughs> I just don't want any of them to, you know, think they've got an edge on me because they're younger.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna let David, that fly. David Halloween gets, was interesting this year. David gets them before they grow the big muscles. He makes yeah. sure that, 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 they, that
1: they stay. Got break a few bones so they don't grow correctly.
0: Yeah, they grow all weird and lumpy and stuff. Yep. And they move like you ever see like the dude in India that like just waves his arm around like crazy, like it's not even connected with the elbow anymore. You say that like there's one guy in India that does that. No, there's like 45, <laughs> <laughs> and they all live on the same cult as Zach. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you just put them all at the back of like a an airplane and then you you could take off it's it's a really amazing actually, but a couple, a couple bang energies and a couple of those guys strapped to a <laughs> plank of wood and you're gonna you're gonna be flying. those guys scare the shit out of me um, <laughs> but speaking of scaring the shit out of me, I'll just get over to my story. I don't have a news story, but I have a personal work story. okay, so I just finished working at Paramount Pictures. And it's, like, a super old lot. I think I brought this up a couple episodes ago, um, how, like, this one building was, like, haunted or whatever. Well, I found out that the stage that I was working on, uh, like, one of the one of the background people that came in, she was, like, talking to me. And she was, like, oh, you know, like, this stage that you're on is the most haunted stage at Paramount. And it's, like, a super old stage. This is where Citizen Kane was shot. So it's, like, super, super old. It's old as shit, and and uh, basically, I was like, "Oh, really?" Like, and she's like, "Yeah, it's like it's like notoriously known for like being haunted," and I was like, "Oh, shit!" And I'll get to my personal experience, but basically, what ended up happening is I had to be there at twelve a.m. because something that happens on on some of these shows is they have moving set pieces. And the construction and the painters have to show up really early in the morning to build the sets uh, and like, you know, the little fake houses and everything like that. So the painters had to show up at 12 a.m. to make sure that everything was painted by the time they started shooting at like, you know, 10 a.m. or something like that, 8 a.m. So I had to get there to like basically just monitor people, make sure they're all wearing their masks and stuff like that. Uh, For COVID reasons. And when I got there, none of the painters were on stage. And I opened the door and I walked in and it was pitch black on the stage and completely silent because they're sound stages. So they're they're, the whole Oh, they're creepy how quiet they can get. Yeah. All the walls are lined with like this padded stuff with like this, uh, you know, metal mesh over it and stuff like that. So you don't rip it up. But there is a huge stage. It's pitch black. and I'm like, where are they? And they were like, obviously, somewhere else. They weren't like on stage yet. And I was standing there. I, like, walked kind of deeper into, like, the uh, the stage, and I was just standing there, and it was, like, so fucking quiet, and I felt this, like, really, really cold wind go over me, and I just got, like, goosebumps all over my body. I actually just got chills thinking about it right now. And I'm not the type of guy that, like, I always go – you're you're crazy uh you're you know you're you're thinking you know irrational just like turn around and walk away like really slowly so I turned around and I started walking really slowly and as I got closer to the door like my heart rate started getting faster and faster and like my goosebumps got like stronger and I just like like kicked the door open basically and like sprinted out of the stage and I was like oh fuck that was like really creepy and then the next day, the girl's the one who told me that the stage was haunted. And then the next day, I went up to a guy who was the best boy who who deals with all the lighting and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, one of the background told me that the stage was haunted. And he's like, I've been working on the stage for 10 years, and I can tell you, yeah, I think this thing is haunted. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. So he told me a couple stories. He basically told me that they, um, the girl, little girl from Poltergeist yeah. – um, the one who goes there, here. Yeah, and she was shooting something on that stage. Apparently, after like a small guys. animal. What? She oh, <laughs> shooting a small animal. Uh, no, but I bet there's a bunch of dead rats in the walls of that stage, <laughs> so they're probably haunting the shit out of the place. Oh yeah. But she died very tragically and early uh, due to some disease. I don't know. If, I don't think it was cancer. I think it was something like pretty rare. She ended up dying and. Um, the guy was saying that apparently the little girl had like, um, like a little, like hangout, like bed area on stage. Cause she was like the youngest one on stage and that she would be like, Oh, I'm going to like, this is my area. So she would go sleep on stage and she would run all the way, like up and down on this like catwalk area. And, uh, and then he says like, you could still hear like, he's like, I've been here. I've been the first one here and the last one out. And sometimes I'm in here and I could just hear footsteps up on like the catwalk. Just like, yeah like feet hitting the wood. And then he also says that in the same area, there's these light bulbs that are constantly, even on our show, he said that there's an issue that these light bulbs that they put in brand new in the same area, they always burn out every huh. single time. He's like, I've replaced like eight light bulbs since we started shooting and I've checked them and every single light bulb was okay, except for like these ones in this area. And that like never happens. And I was like, Oh shit, that makes sense. Cause ghosts travel through like electromagnetic Uh, forces and stuff sure yeah of course they do yeah Uh, and then the last thing he said that uh one time like him and his buddy his buddy told him this he's like i was standing here and i looked up into the rafters and there was a dark figure standing up like in the rafters and apparently a lighting guy had two people died on that stage or She didn't die on that stage, but she died, like, nearby or something, the the little girl. But a guy did die on that stage when he was, like, rigging lighting. He fell over the side, and he hit the ground, and he died, like, instantly. So there is technically death on that stage. And then they say, like, it's super weird. It's super creepy. And, like, I felt something. I'm not even, like, that big on, like, paranormal, but, like... Whoa, I mean, I know we're, I know on. we're doing this podcast what and I, the hell? I'm looking I'm just, for a new co-host. <laughs> I just mean like personally, like I don't think I've ever experienced ghosts. So I go, you know, like when people keep telling me this, I, I take it with a grain of salt. Cause I go, it could be your nerves and, or it could be, you know, situational, but when you experience it yourself, you go, Oh, well, you know, I don't really know. So, um, yeah. That was, like, one of my experiences, and it wasn't, like, that big, but, like, just the feeling of the cold, and, like, that could also be my nerves, too, but, like, all these other stories these guys told me, I was like, oh, shit, like, it makes sense, and this place has a history, so, yeah, I don't know, I just wanted to share that, because I thought it was super interesting and super creepy, and, uh, you know, there's actual death on that stage, so, yeah. I think there might be actual spirits left behind as well. Well, I'm
1: going to protest this podcast. For a few
0: weeks until I can get possessed.
1: And then I can come back and I can tell you about how I got possessed. And then, and then I'm going to one-up you
0: big time, bud. Oh, you better. And clean I want you, you out. I want you speak in six different languages by the time I see you. You're going to hear a lot of Latin, my friend. Latin, sometimes German. Oh, yeah. It's always the Germans. <laughs> it's always the Germans. I'm it's... half German. I can say that. <laughs> But, um, do you have another story for it? I mean another news article for us, David
1: I've got new, another news article here that I've been mentally prepping to be able to read this one, two, three, four five six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven been mentally prepping and preparing myself to read this eleven word sentence without uh pissing myself if <laughs> you're ready for this
0: <laughs> okay. Up oh, there, he okay. goes.
1: <laughs> okay, hold on. Gotta gather myself. Obese monkey, Uncle Fatty, oh. Miss. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: okay. okay, this is very David. <laughs> the story's already. Okay, hold on. You.
1: Okay. Obese monkey. Uncle Fatty, missing from fat camp, and... Per- <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more time. Got this. I got this time.
0: Oh, it's not over? No.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's not even close. Okay, you go. Obese monkey, Uncle Fatty, missing from fat camp,
0: David. David.
1: (laughs) Obese monkey. (laughs) Obese monkey, Uncle Fatty missing from fat camp and presumed dead.
0: (laughs) Now, we don't know if it's because of his lifestyle choices. As in weight, not running away. That's a lifestyle choice, running away. Um, or if there's foul play. Right, David? Do we know any more information about that? I mean, he's oh, presumed God. dead. We don't know he's dead.
1: Uh, so this monkey weighed 33 pounds, which is twice the size of any regular long-tailed uh, uh, macaque. I think a Maquite, that's what it's called. Um, it's like the ones you always see in like the Thailand photos. Oh, okay. And, the ones uh, that like,
0: rip your glasses off your face.
1: This is the, yeah, this is the one that got fat because tourists kept feeding him and um let's not be he probably was stealing shit. Well, I mean, that's where it started and then once you saw this just mound of a monkey, you couldn't help but throw food at it. Monkey mound. Um yeah, so he uh they they put him in a fat camp in 2017, but he didn't lose weight cuz he kept stealing food from all the other monkeys. <laughs> um and then he
0: went missing in February oh man oh no wait this has been uh, many months yeah he's resourceful though he's good at stealing food
1: i will say the last sentence of the uh, news article says hopefully the monkey's okay but if not rest in peace brother
0: um what's his name again
1: um, I didn't say his name. Uncle Fatty oh, Yes, Uncle Fatty, of course. I didn't know if he had like I mean that's a <laughs> I, didn't I didn't know if say he had like name. an official I didn't know if he had like an official government name. Um <laughs> He's Sergeant Fatty to you. He's Dan Fatty to
0: you. Well, you um, know, they
1: they did say he might have died from old age because Uncle Fatty has already lived beyond the average age. Oh and he's he, fat as shit. He also looked exhausted and didn't want to eat much, so he oh, wasn't no, that's himself. so
0: unlike Uncle Fatty, though.
1: Yeah, maybe he's just trying to turn it around.
0: But that's, like, monkey, I mean, that's what animals do. They try to, like, separate themselves when, they, when they're when they dying. You know Well, what I, I mean? yeah, so,
1: it says, they told me that when monkeys know that they are very weak, they will isolate themselves and won't let any other monkeys or anyone
0: see them dying. Oh, my God, that's so sad. God, I need you to see a photo of this thing so bad. Is he super fucking Uncle and Fatty? Oh, he's the biggest
1: uncle. There's a picture of him just chugging a half gallon of cranberry juice. <laughs> of heavy whipping cream. Hold on. I'm going to do like what we used to do when we sat across the table from each other. I'm going to take a picture on my phone. <laughs> and I'm going to hold it up to the camera. <laughs> Holy oh. fuck. <laughs> oh, no, no,
0: David. David. that What the fuck? That's like two monkeys. He swallowed another monkey. That's what I'm
1: saying. They said he was uh, twice the weight of a normal... A normal monkey? Holy
0: shit, that stomach. He's like the guy with the giant ballsack who, like, sits on his balls. You ever <laughs> seen that guy? That's, like, another Indian guy who's, like, an in Indian. Titus like, he, he just, like, yeah, he just, like, sits on his balls like a beanbag chair. Like, yeah. that's what that monkey looks like with his belly. Yeah. Oh. Between that and swinging arm man, I think we could get a a really good team. I I I smell Expendables 4. <laughs> <laughs> I all I'm all I'm saying is well keep Stallone and then just add those two.
1: After 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 reading this, I'm I'm turning my life around. I'm gonna start going to church because if if anybody is in heaven, it's Uncle Fatty, and I want to meet this monkey. So oh, I'm, for sure. I'm turning a new leaf. Gonna make my they, way to the pearly gates.
0: Do you know what they got in heaven? Uncle Fatty. Besides <laughs> that, they got a cranberry juice, all you can eat Chinese buffet. Oh. <laughs> That's my first stop for changing my life around. <laughs> all right. Well, I think you guys are caught up on all the news you may have missed. So let's just get into these stories that we have. Now, David, last yeah. week we had a discussion on this pod about how uh, how you – I fucked this up. is I'm already a sentence in. How did I do this?
1: It happens to you, man.
0: Fuck me. Um, like I said, last week we had a discussion on this pod – about how myself, you, and our entire friend group uh, are eventually going to be deployed to Vietnam to fight in a scenario where we get drafted. Yeah, yeah. and it's like that, an escape
1: room, but for
0: reals. <laughs> and that um, I would be the first one to die. Mm-hmm. I don't like this narrative. Now, although I have already stated that I have no, that I am a no good pig stealing draft dodger. Who, would, who will be shadow boxing with Muhammad Ali in prison? I would also like to say that I think you would be the first one dead as you stomp loudly with your heavy club foot and your lumpy Agent Orange head is displayed above the bushes for all the enemies to see while I stroll comfortably and sneakily through the tiny hollowed out fallen trees. You, you,
1: you forgot to add in my, my stinky leg,
0: they would smell got- that coming. <laughs> And oh, hear the trash bag rustle. I remember you <laughs> <laughs> They're like there's a dead fat monkey nearby or a stinky <laughs> leg wrapped in a trash bag. Um <laughs> but um but like we all know, war is hell, and you are so eager to join. I would like to tell you two stories of past wars that are not only terrifying but almost unbelievable. So let's get into the story of the Blind Bulgars and the Buried Alive Germans. Crack. I thought that was a good time. Yeah. So, the Blind Soldiers. The Blind Bulgars. So between the years of 976 and 1018 AD, a state of war existed between Bulgarian and the Byzantine Empire led by Basil II, who was nicknamed the bulger slayer i feel like i really missed out on the era of really really good nicknames david you look confused over there oh i was looking at my my wavelengths ignore my face okay (laughs) but i feel like i missed out on like the area the era of really good like uh i almost said wavelengths fuck nicknames (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) good sounds have come out in the last
1: 40 years
0: Like, I would, like, I really think it's cool It's like, you know, like, uh, Bill the Butcher or, like, the Bulger Slayer or, like... Oh, yeah. Like, I I don't know what my nickname would be.
1: Tobin the Tiny.
0: But... Hmm. (laughs) No? You don't like that one? I did walk into that one. (laughs) At least I didn't walk in with a smelly leg and a club foot.
1: Wait, did I tell you I was born with a club foot or are you just, like, making jokes? (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. you were part of the club fight?
1: I you know, I don't know. My mom said that once uh like a year ago to hurt you. I don't know. I don't know what the goal was. Uh it really sh- rattled my brain. Um because I, I I didn't you can't really fix that, can you? Mm, I don't know, I'm pigeon toed yeah, no, so, no, I don't know. I I think she misspoke. I think I had something else going on with my fucking feet, but
0: uh I think a clubfoot is like something that maybe people grow out of. They said like pigeon toe you grow out of, but I didn't I never really grew out of it. I still it's have cause it. Cuz he never but. grew. Oh, fuck you <laughs> clubfoot. You know I was born with a lazy eye? Did you know that? Yeah, you still have it. I did. I was born with these big muscles, too. Doctor said, biggest penis on a baby he's ever seen, too. It's crazy. Proportionally, maybe. That never grew. <laughs> so, it's big on a baby, small on a human. Man. <laughs> so, so, like I said, David the Club. Yep. foot Doesn't rhyme that well. No. So, one of the most famous battles, the Battle of Kleidion, Cl- Kleidion, took place on July 29th, 1014, between the Bulgarian Empire and the Byzantine Empire. It was the culmination of nearly half-century struggle between the Bulgarian emperor, Samuel, and the Byzantine emperor, Basil II. Ooh, Yo, Samuel,
1: that... man. Your name's fucked. You're getting rocked.
0: Dude, the other guy's name is Basil II. Yeah, that's or is it Basil. Sick. Could be it's, Basil. It's spelled like Basil, though. That's better than Samuel. <laughs> I guess. It's more unique, for sure. Um, and uh, so... The result was a decisive Byzantine victory. After fifteen thousand Bulgarian soldiers were ambushed in a valley and trapped, leaving them with no other choice but to surrender, and they were swiftly taken prisoner. Or they, uh, if they weren't, you know, if they didn't surrender, they would just die right then and there. So they are like, you know, let's weigh out our options. Sure, they'll probably like trade us back for gold or something like that. You don't really think anything bad's gonna happen, you know, when you. If you're, like, one guy and you get caught by the enemy, you're like, fuck, this might be really bad. Like, they might kill me or torture me or something like that. But if there's 15,000 of you, you're like, let's just all surrender. Like, you know, maybe they'll kill the general and, like, and then trade us back or, like, you know, take our land. Whatever. It's At least I'll yeah. live. But Basil divided the Bulgarian prisoners into groups of 100 men, and after he had his group separated, he tasked him his men with the chore of taking out the eyes of 99 of the men in each group to leave one man in each with just one eye so that he could lead the others back home. David, this is a true
1: story. It's gonna be a lot of dull spoons.
0: What is <laughs> I think they went with the pokey things, David. They, they weren't, they, they did weren't a poke, like, not a scoop open wide. I'm going to melon ball. You basil. They didn't melon ball. They didn't melon ball them. I think they. Oh. I think they did the old uh, g- getting the olive out of the jar with the knife. You just yeah. poke it and hope it sticks, and then you pull it. I usually just bash the jar open and pick them up off the ground. <laughs> I wear them on my fingers like a spooky olive goblin.
1: Oopsie! I spilt the olives again.
0: Mm. <laughs> Guess I got a zamboni it off the floor. Oop! Chunk of glass went down my throat. Oop! That's gonna cause a little poopy blood. So, like I said, he took out. He lined up hundred dudes. Ninety nine of them took out both of their eyes, and then the last guy he took out one of their eyes. Fucking crazy. So that's a lot of this, eyes. This was done in retaliation for the death of this guy named Botian Botianitis Botaniatis. Close enough. Yeah. Um, who was stabbed by the Bulgarian general during battle. And unlucky, unluckily for the Bulgarians, though, Boltiantius was Basil's favorite general and advisor. So that's why some believe that he did this. He okay. was retaliating for that. Some believe that this was done to completely obliterate the morale of the Bulgarians and, and another. Uh, oh, so did to fuck up the morale of them. And another possible reason was that in Byzantine eyes, the Bulgarians were rebels against the authority and blinding was the usual punishment uh, merited out to the rebels. So that was just kind of like how, you know, how they dealt with people who were uh, rebels and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, And if my calculations are correct, the blinded men walked 68 days back to their kingdom uh in total darkness except for you know the the one-eyed guy in each group of 100 um and uh this said led by one-eyed men and eventually when they returned uh the bulgarian emperor samuel was delighted to see his men coming in from the distance in large numbers because he thought oh shit, they they won, they obliterated him, like, look, there's like no casualties, they're coming back with strong numbers. But when they got closer and he saw what they had become, Samuel apparently died of a heart attack on the spot. Oh shit. Which is like kind of fair, because (laughs) I I think that is probably the most disturbing thing you could ever see. And, and, like i said a lot of people thought it was for morale like to to decimate their morale a lot of people thought it was like a traditional thing they did to rebels but some guy on reddit that i was reading he wrote this and i was like damn this is actually like the best strategical move for this army because he said the reason behind this uh is not mere cruelty Imagine 15,000 soldiers coming home that you need to feed and take care of now yeah. that are virtually worthless uh, for your defenses. It's a cold calculated uh, strategy. And I was like, damn, that totally yeah, that makes sense. is. Yeah. Right?
1: Totally. Because, like, I mean, now it's just like instead of just killing all of them, it, you know, it's like, oh, you can have them back. You have to feed all these people.
0: Yeah, they're just going to sit in rocking chairs all day and whittle something.
1: <laughs> Who's going to make – Eighteen thousand rocking chairs. That's the 15, real question.
0: Fifteen thousand minus. Uh, I gotta do math. Like a hundred and fifty. Yeah. They all have one what, eye.
1: The one-eyed guy can't sit in a rocking chair now.
0: <laughs> you know they have to be How archers. Bullshit is this. <laughs> they gotta be archers because archers only use one eye, right? They close uh, one eye when they're aiming. Yeah, that makes sense. We gotta at least, see. Look on the bright side. You got a hundred and fifty archers. Wow, <laughs> very cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, that is like the, and then I was reading some guy who was talking about a book and he's like, he like made it so dramatic and scary. He was like, imagine the last things they saw before he he plucked their eyes out. Imagine walking 68 days back in total darkness, holding on to your brother in front of you. I was like, dude, this is like so fucked up. Like one eyed guy is just like, his job is so much harder than the rest of the 99, like 99 have it fucked. But, like, that one guy is, like, <laughs> he turns around and, like, John's, like, halfway out in a field walking in the <laughs> wrong direction holding on to the back of a cow. And you're, like, oh, no, I got to go get John. Like, nobody move in the line. It's, like. Someone's like going to move. Yeah, it's, like, the preschoolers when you <clears throat> see him holding on to the rings walking from, like, class to class or something like oh, yeah. that. You know, that's what I kind of pictured. But, honestly, a really terrifying story that was actually true. And uh, you know, I'm just glad they got the G- Geneva. What do they got? Geneva Convention. Yeah, that, that that makes it so you can't do war crimes, right? Something like that.
1: Yeah, they all met at Geneva and had a convention. My favorite's furry con. Yeah, I know it is. That's your favorite, huh, Dave? No, I like uh, BlizzCon huh, because you get furries there
0: too. Ooh, they got Blizzard flurries. Blizzard flurries. <laughs> So on to my next story. Yeah. Right. So this one is trapped in a bunker. So in 1951, in the small Polish village of Babiedolli, about 30 kilometers from Gdynia, mm-hmm. some some workers were still were still removing the rubble left by World War II. Among fragments and ruins. Their scrapers met huge reinforced concrete slabs. Uh, they had obviously come across an underground military structure, uh, similar to many others found in the area. So they're just digging up all this rubble and stuff six years after the war. Because yeah, it, there's a lot of fucking
1: it. damage to pick up.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird. You never really think about like how much like shit like actually got destroyed over there, and so like, how much it, how much it, how long it took to rebuild. <clears throat> So, they raised one of the walls as they were like uncovering something, and they uncovered an entrance of a bunker for food storage, abandoned by the Nazis six years before. So, this is six years after World War II ended. Okay. And dur- during their uh, – they, end- they ended up, you know, um, abandoning it when they were retreating from Poland. Yeah. But to the surprise of the onlookers, two men emerged from underground – Blinded by the light, with beards touching their bellies, Ooh. they were—they were obviously in a daze. When the Wait, hold on. Wait,
1: so where, where? Can you say again where the beards touched? Their bellies.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, you can. T- <laughs> you, go ahead. You can keep going. Just wanted to clarify that. So, when the sunlight reached his eyes, one of them dropped stone dead. The other man, instead received first aid and once he had regained consciousness he told a terrifying story So the man I tried to find his name by the way this story is a hundred percent true okay. because I found it in old uh, newspapers like German newspapers American newspapers uh, the Times time Mad magazine. magazine. No, Mad Magazine. No. Time Magazine wrote about it. And I was just like, oh, shit. But, like, I guess they probably redacted the guy's name because he was obviously, like, also a Nazi soldier. So,
1: Did USA was, like, Today write about it? Oh, that's right. You <laughs> wouldn't know. And I wouldn't
0: <laughs> no. either. I would just flip him a nickel and be like, tell me the guy's name. And it's <laughs> Beard Belly. So... Um so he he was a a German 32 year old soldier in 1945 and he was in the food depot with five mates when their own troops blew up the entrance with dynamite so apparently they were down there um, supposedly looting stuff at the time and like I said the Nazis were retreating from Poland so I think they were just like grabbing food or like gear I don't know how the grenade went off or whatever they blew it up with but dynamite up, oh yeah we just said that fuck you're right shit so i don't know why he blew it up with dynamite but he did why and not the, <laughs> because of this right here okay. the six men were therefore trapped between the reinforced concrete walls of the bunker without tools to try and dig and escape despite their bad luck They could at least rely on the air that entered through a ventilation fan, unbelievably left undamaged by the explosion. So the fan was still blowing like air in. So they weren't like going to run out of oxygen or anything like that. But like, I mean, at this point, maybe they were kind of wishing they would. See, on the other hand, the food packed under there was enough to guarantee their survival for many years. Good thing they got stuck in like a food storage. Right? Yeah,
1: anywhere like, else they'd be eating each other and the rats.
0: But that's the thing too, where like I assume that they probably had guns or some kind of weapons on them. So it's like, I don't like what well, we're about to find out. They like go
1: hunting for deer. No,
0: I just mean like put themselves out of their misery because uh, like, yeah. I I don't know if like what these guys went through is worth surviving. And like it is, but it's like God, I like can't imagine the shit like I'm about to tell you. So um it would guarantee their survival for many years, waiting for someone to come and set them free. But it was increasingly unlikely that they could be tracked down. A world war had just been lost and most likely their names had been deleted as missing in action, just six more casualties and a conflict that has that had caused millions. So the six men used uh, used to drink the rainwater that filtered through the cracks in the walls and dripped from the ceiling. Sometimes they happened to wash themselves using a bottle of Rhine wine taken from the pantry. So they didn't have water down there. So the only way that they would get water was, like I said, to drink it as it, like, filtered through the cracks and, like, the the, the fan filter through the cracks and then drip from the ceiling. Yeah, so they're drinking basically like ceiling water, and to bathe uh, in, I they love were using a
1: good crack water.
0: <laughs> to bathe, they're using I don't know what Rhine wine is. is Our... I think that's for uh like cooking. Oh, is <clears> it? It?
1: sorry. Yeah, it's, I think it's for cooking.
0: Is it? Is it good to bathe in in Rhine wine, or is it better just to stay dirty?
1: Um.
0: <laughs> probably I mean, the
1: wine i don't fucking know man it's uh yeah it's it's sterile I that,
0: well i know that like interestingly enough that like uh, apple cider vinegar which is like not wine by any means but um it's like an antifungal and stuff like that so like i wonder if like these guys just were using it as a way to smell not so bad like they had fungus on them i mean they were like literally in a damp basement so i wouldn't be surprised if they got a little fungus on them or something like that yeah but um like i said a few months uh after they had been imprisoned underground two of them could no longer bear the situation and ended up killing themselves like i said i think they had some form of weapon um the others had no choice like I said, okay. Now you have two dead guys in a bunker with you.
1: Oh, that's that makes it way worse. Decomposing body just sitting there. Now you got it. Now you have to eat them. If you exactly. Don't, if
0: you don't eat them, well, you gotta you gotta use more Rhine wine on them. I th- you think my leg smells bad? <laughs> that guy has my leg disease <laughs> all over his body. <laughs> so, No, but, like, honestly, like, that is a shitty situation you don't think of because, in reality, you're not going to eat these guys because you have enough food to survive for X amount of – like, once you eat somebody, there's there's not no, really there's coming no, back from that. Yeah, there's no going back from that at all. That's a, that's a last-ditch effort. So, basically, these guys are like, we don't know what to do with these bodies. There's no way to get rid of them. We're stuck in here, and it's going to start stinking so, so bad and probably create, like – like, illness and shit like that, oh, yeah. too. You know what I mean? So, what do they do, David? They, ma- you... they mash them up and put them in the jars. <laughs> you flush them down the toilet. Oh, I didn't even think about the toilet situation. I don't want to think about that. They become but... the toilet. <laughs> so, <laughs> the others had no choice but to put the corpses in two big sacks of flour. Okay. They fucking... I mean, they're not baking
1: anything anytime soon.
0: I guess you're right because you can't just eat straight flour.
1: Do they have like an oven? Like, are they? Is it so? It's not like a kitchen slash like pantry
0: no it was just like a, a bunker full of like probably cans and dried goods so they're probably eating like like you know crunchy uncooked rice but like you can't just eat flour you have to heat treat flour in order to eat it because i mean i don't even know what flour was back then but katie made edible cookie dough and you have to use flour and uh you have to heat treat it so you had to like put it in the oven and like bake it first just like the flour on like a pan yeah so like you didn't get some kind of illness, sickness, but flour back then might have been like more natural, so I don't really know what the heat treating kills or whatnot, but I don't think you could just eat flour. I think you might get sick. Now, could it have been a bag full of flowers? Like petunias? Daisies. Have your pick. Fine, Man, sir. That's how. that's how I want to die. If I die, put me in a sack of flowers. I had help with the smell of the death. Ring around the rosy pocket full of posies, as they say. Bag full of posies with a corpse. <laughs> so, so after some time, two other soldiers fell ill and died of unknown causes. There were only two survivors left, cut off from the world, buried with four corpses, and the prospect of ending their existence in that terrible prison. I cannot imagine four people dying and then just two guys just sitting there, being like, Oh, wait, hold on. Do? And what? zone down for a second. How did the other two die? The They two said guys... that they, they just died of unknown causes. They fell ill and died of unknown causes. But, like, it's not really that surprising that, like, being trapped in a bunker underground for X yeah. amount of days that they just got some kind of sickness or illness or something like that. Yeah. I always think about that. Like back in the day, I'd be like, I would be dead already. Like I had a, like a inf- like a fucked up tooth one time, and I had to get a root canal. I'd be like, Yeah, I'm dead. That would go straight to my head and kill me. Yeah, my
1: my appendix blew up. It done blew up on me. Oh really? Yeah.
0: Wait, it it, it, it exploded while it was still inside. It partially bursted. <gasps> oh shit! So you'd be dead. We'd just be dead. We'd just be dead. We'd be some flower sack boys. <laughs> Let me hear my hey, David, flower scoot sack over. Boys. I want to crawl in this flower sack with you. <laughs> ooh, it's nice and ooh, it's like I got talcum powder all over my my giblets.
1: Mm. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Like, I feel like if I c- couldn't shower, I'd throw some powder on me. I don't fucking know.
0: Oh yeah, have you guys ever seen Chef, the greatest ev- movie ever made with Jon Favreau? You always they talk put, about
1: this, and no, I haven't.
0: They put uh, they Eva put Longoria? S- They put uh, no, um, what's the one from Modern Selma Family? Selma Hayek. Modern Family uh sofia like vergara yeah yeah she's in it but they put cornstarch on their balls in a scene because it's real hot real hot and sticky but uh, i digress
1: well now i so, need to see this
0: movie <laughs> So john leguizamo's great in it too so days went by one after the other until in 1949 they ran out of candles if if you weren't scared enough guess what bitches they just ran out of candles I wonder how they many should, candles they had so i i mean but i think that was like part of like the the food storage kit type thing you know what i mean we're like they probably were like oh we got a crate full of candles too right they should have been saving them like i know right but like the, what they should have done is taking their little buddies out of the flower sacks and started molding them their little fatty love handles up into some shrek earwax candles mm, love that idea love that <laughs> so, mental image so, like Tyler Durden, just like making soap and stuff, you know, a little fight club reference for you. So um, everlasting darkness came, of course, without the you know, the use of candles, and they could no longer perceive the passing of time. You can easily understand that in a situation like this, even the strongest mind is likely to waver or get uh, definitely lost in madness. So two long years went by, life on the surface had started again. A destroyed country needed to be rebuilt. But in their underground cave, the two men had stopped talking. Maybe sometimes breaking the silence, one of them uh, blathered something just to make sure that the other was still alive. Maybe every now and then, they heard sounds, the vibrations of a lorry passing by. Maybe they tried to scream, but in vain. Their voices, as their lives, were sealed Between the bunker walls. I just can't imagine how fucking scary that is.
1: Yeah. Being able to like hear people having the time of their lives
0: up top. I mean, everything was still destroyed. I don't know how.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was wonderful, okay?
0: And I had the time of my. And like all these like Nazis with like swastikas carved in their forehead from Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt was there. He was there. You've seen the movie. So, liberation came at last, as as already mentioned, after six years underground. Holy shit. I believe two of those years were in complete darkness, but the heart of one of the two survivors was unable to withstand the shock, and that's oh just Oh my like, god, that would suck so much to go through I'm, all that fucking shit I and know. die immediately
1: once it's over.
0: Heart attack.
1: Sounds like a Saw movie.
0: I know. So, and the other soldier whose name hasn't been passed down, uh, but that showed impressive determination to survive, came back up to life. So, one of them fainted. The other one had a heart attack, but the one who fainted got up and was able to, uh, you know, survive and tell his story. Jesus. And the, po- the Polish workers couldn't believe his story at first, but as they descended into the bunker, they found four big jute sacks with the corpses of just as many German soldiers, almost perfectly mummified by the underground dry air.
1: Oh, they were German?
0: They were Nazis? I told you they were Nazis. Oh, well, now
1: I'm glad this happened.
0: I mean, that's the hard thing where you're like, <laughs> yeah, like they were Nazis, but like I don't, I kind of don't like wish that on like even my worst enemy, but like they kind of are like the worst enemy in history, or at least one of them. Yeah. So you're like, ooh, I don't know, but like obviously, I, I, you still feel bad. I don't know what they did. Maybe they deserved it. Maybe they all just like killed people horribly, but like yeah, they could have, they could have also been the Nazis who were like. Oh, like I, we'll just join, I guess. We're we don't we just uh, like kind of open cans for other Nazis, and they I'm were gonna, like, the,
1: "I'm gonna look this way," and you guys run the fuck out of here. <laughs> they were like the snack brigade. They were like, "Go get me some peaches, Hans." <laughs> they were just like, stoned okay. as fuck the entire time raiding yeah. the snack kitchen. The guys like, look at this weird
0: sausage with the wick sticking out of it. They're like, don't like that. Don't like that. <laughs> Boom. That's how it happened. They were high as fuck. Yeah. So I like to end this with. So next time you think, uh, next time you think you're so tough in your little made up scenario, maybe oh, maybe remember that while uh, while walking home, eyeless for sixty eight days, or when you dredge your dead guys in a nice flour mixture after taking a wine bath, I'll be learning how to make toilet wine with Muhammad Ali and uh, we'll be creating the most amazing boxing manager combo as we rope-a-dope our way into the history books. <laughs> what, you, oh, you don't like that scenario? No, that I, lo- I love it. In prison?
1: I love that you and Muhammad Ali are uh, in prison and forming a new fighting team.
0: Yeah, I'm like the fat manager of The Undertaker.
1: Oh, my I'm God. Just, we, we were just I, talking about this the other day, how we, how we never brought him up before.
0: Yeah, I'm like running around with like an urn and like screaming at people, and I'm like <laughs> pale and fat, and like Muhammad Ali's just like doing all the work, and like I'm just like trying to take credit for it. It's really good. So I'm, I'm looking up his name real quick. Paul Bird- Paul Bearer. Yeah. Oh my God, his name's Paul Bearer. Yeah. Oh my God, that's good. great. I love that. I th- I
1: think you know I'm not sure, but I think what I loved about um Paul Bear Bear was he was always running around screaming. He's got the crazy face. He's got the mustache. He's a little, little guy. <laughs> but, you know, something that I really loved about him was when he was running around screaming, um, he never had a mic. So, like, he, you could kind of hear him screaming through the TV, but not, like, really. <laughs> so it's, like, he's screaming for just literally only the first, like, four rows of the people at the wrestling match. Oh, is that not just really funny to think about? Is that, like, you can like, very... barely hear him screaming, but he's still screaming as hard as he can at that urn?
0: It's a very intimate experience for everyone in the front row. And everyone on TV is like, oh, that guy's kind of normal. And then they're like, no, no, no. Paul Bearer is fucking terrifying. I saw him pull a dead guy out of a sack of flour. Yeah, we can get
1: and a, we him. can get a Paul Bearer Halloween mask on eBay for $44.81. Spice up. <laughs> The bedroom.
0: Not even fifty percent off right now. Come on, Spirit Halloween's even doing fifty percent off. It might be fifty percent off. You're right.
1: It's usually eighty. Oh well, here here's the mask on HalloweenCostumes.com for forty nine ninety nine. So that is off. That is a <laughs> discount.
0: Anyway, well, that's my story um, of of this crazy. Thing we called war, and uh, I just found both those stories completely terrifying and absolutely bone chilling. As Lovely, they like to say, love. So, yeah, that's it. Love them.
1: All right, Tobin. Today I want to talk about a topic I know you're all about, and that's college
0: football. I love college football. Go long, horns. Go, hook them.
1: Hook them horns. Hook
0: them. Mm.
1: Now, I know I've done a few sports (laughs) stories here and there, so this shouldn't catch you off guard. But there was a certain team that has always been a bizarre and strange roster flooded with crime and violence and perfection. And that team would be the 2006 to 2009 University of Florida Gators.
0: Let me hear you chomp. Oh, chomp, chomp, chomp,
1: chomp, chomp. Chomp, chomp. Now the Florida Gators have been known in the past of being an absolute powerhouse of college football. And, uh, this, this certain era was being coached by urban Meyer, who is one of the name. Yeah. Urban Meyer, who is one of the greatest football coaches probably of all time. Uh, statistically, you know, he's always been very successful and, uh, there's an old code of coaching which is to carry yourself as a leader one that the student athlete you mentor could follow and develop into an outstanding man in their society. <laughs> now, we will get into some of the crazy shit his players got into, but let's talk about the darker sides of
0: Urban Meyer. He
1: so, don't have a dark
0: tie. He's a he's a college football coach. Name one other college football coach that had a dark past. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> <laughs> like like okay, great example. Penn State. Penn State has never had anything bad happen there.
1: No, they're they're just great. Clean. What, knit Nitny
0: Lions? What does that mean? I don't know. I'm not a college I'm not even a that big of a football guy. I don't know much <laughs> about nothing. So, uh
1: News broke that one of Urban's assistant coaches was a pathetic and disgusting serial domestic abuser.
0: Oh. Yeah. I was going to laugh until you said that.
1: Yeah. Some of this stuff gets dark. Um, <laughs> yeah. Instead of changing something and removing this individual from his staff, he did basically nothing at all. Uh so, the first time Zach Smith, the assistant coach, allegedly physically abused his wife was June 21st, 2009, when his wife, who was eight to 10 weeks pregnant. <gasps> um, yeah. So, uh, on June 20th, late at night. So, yeah, this is like one of those things that's like in the midnight hour. So, it's kind of like June 20th or June 21st. Who knows? Uh, late at night, Smith went out to the bars with some coaches to celebrate their second national championship, where he returned around 3 a.m. with a female co-worker who was the head coach, Urban Meyer's uh, secretary. And the uh, Smith was begging his wife to let her stay the night, quote unquote, um, whatever Wait. that angle Wait. he was coming out with.
0: Wait, so his wife was home and he was like Come And on. and like ten weeks pregnant. Come on, why can't she stay the night? Why are you being weird? Yeah. She she was nervous to go home in an Uber with with Peter. Peter's being weird in the Uber. Well I guess I guess that she
1: uh she did uh just get out of a she just did have a bad breakup or something weird like that. So I don't no, know. Oh no. I mean, I'm a a guy that beats his pregnant wife, you can only assume what things go through his head. Um, so, Smith's wife rejected the idea and gave the woman a ride home. When his wife returned home, Smith was furious and struck his pregnant wife. No. Now, there is a detailed description on how he beat her, but I'm not going to read that. Um, if that's something that you're really interested in, you can go and uh, Google it. But it is a side note that this event would have occurred on their one-year wedding anniversary.
0: (gasps) Oh! (gasps) Oh! Yeah. Oh, my God. This guy sucks. Dude. Oh, my God. He's like, hey, can can this random woman stay the night on our wedding anniversary? And she's like, no. It's bad enough you already didn't remember the anniversary. He's like, oh, don't worry. I'm going to make it way worse. (laughs) What the fuck?
1: So after all this, Smith was arrested for the altercation and uh, decided to leave Florida, but returned to coach with Coach Myers three years later.
0: Oh, you know, when everybody just forgets about it. Yeah. Why was he gone again? Something hmm. about uh, he got promoted somewhere else? <laughs> I don't know. So was, uh, <laughs> was, he, was he on a – did he go to Utah for a retreat? Did he, was he on a mission? Right? Is that what people do? They go yeah. on missions for three years and they can't watch TVs.
1: They can't watch TV.
0: Can't listen to secular music. No TV. Well, I know there No Mormon caffeine. Mission. Yeah, that too. Hey, you gonna that drink all that Dr Pepper? Who's gonna, who's gonna drink all that Dr Pepper?
1: What if What if Mister Pepper's a Mormon, huh? Makes you, really makes no. you think.
0: No, no doctor, no doctor can do that
1: (laughs) so smith won't be the only member of the team to be arrested and it's not even fucking close (laughs) this is like this was one of those stories when i started i I was like writing it and i just it just kept going i was like holy fucking shit
0: i hope i hope these players do something a little bit more wackier and funnier than domestic violence oh they do okay good because you started off with a real dark one yeah
1: So uh, freshman Solomon Patton was charged with a misdemeanor of possession of alcohol by a person under 21. Not that bad. I'm sure plenty of people listening have met the same fate or come close to it. It's college. Not a big deal, but it's, you know, still running into the law. Uh, Another freshman named Matt Elam would face the same charge. And then we have Frankie Hammond Jr. charged with a DUI in June after speeding, swerving, and driving with open bottles, multiple bottles, of Crown Royal inside of
0: his vehicle. Multiple bottles of Crown Royal.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, but they come in that fancy purple bag. I see oh, why a- he got... He's a king, baby. I, I see why he got multiple. He's like, I just bought them for the bags to hold all my marbles. I all my, I walk into the class with all my marbles, and everybody always makes fun of me. And they go, "There goes marble, John Hammond Jr." Is that his name? Frankie, but
1: yeah, you know, close enough.
0: <laughs> it could have been John Franklin
1: Ham, Ham Junior. I don't fucking know. Franklin
0: Hamlon. <laughs> Marvel, Marvel Junior Big Bag Crown Raw Purple Marble Bag Junior. Carl Junior Burger Whopper Junior. So, Jr.
1: Berger, <laughs> Jr. so DUI is not something to joke but about. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> but a dog. But <laughs> the but put the butt on the dog. Dog on the butt. <laughs> uh but yeah, so a DUI is not something to joke about. It's an extremely dangerous crime and thankfully no one was hurt. But you know, a DUI isn't quite wild enough uh to pass this podcast standards. So uh, we will talk about Chris Rainey, who was arrested on a charge of aggravated stalking, which oh, is a felony. No,
0: no, wait, what makes it aggravated? Are you mad?
1: <laughs> Just really angrily pacing behind someone for too long?
0: I'm following you.
1: I'm going to follow you if you'd like it or not. That might be <laughs> aggravated. I don't know.
0: You might be, might be.
1: So yeah, that's, that one's a little spicier, but you know, also not cool to do. Um, and then there's Gary Brown, who was charged with a misdemeanor in battery after allegedly slapping a woman and scratching another one at an apartment party. Gary, be scratching? Uh oh, again, man. Domestic, You know, that's not that's not cool. All
0: I these do guys think on, like the juice. You think? Oh yeah. Or just like or just like big old pieces of shit. I think it's probably a combination of Absolutely. S- them just being big old pieces of shit originally and then yeah. uh probably injecting something right into their butt or something, you know, yeah. them them roids.
1: I don't I, I for the record I do not find um a, a, a man striking a woman funny, but I do kind of thought it was a little funny that it it said he slapped one, but then scratched another. I thought it was funny if they went into detail to say that he scratched one.
0: It is weird when they write that in the police report. I wonder if like that actually differentiates like in the crimes and stuff like that because, like, if you punch somebody and or slap somebody or like you know what I mean, They're, like I guess it's all you never know. know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to prison regardless. So, <laughs> rightfully you're so, fucked, dude. Sorry, you suck.
1: So, then we had uh, Carlos Dunlap. Police found Dunlap asleep behind the wheel at a traffic light. He was charged with a second-degree misdemeanor of a DUI. Uh, Coach Meyer did not suspend him for a single game. That's Florida. Yeah. Go, Gators. Uh, Marquise Hanna, felony burglary of an occupied dwelling unarmed, which is just some weird jargon but uh basically yeah he burglarized a what i'm assuming is like a like a college apartment but he was unarmed it can you know it clarifies that it was not armed
0: burglary um many times i'm not even kidding i've walked home from my college parties and was walking in my apartment complex and there were like doors open with no lights on and i like it's so I, weird like, they were like my neighbors and i'm like hello 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 and i was like knock on the door because i was gonna like tell them like hey your door's open and literally like laptops on the couch oh yeah like goods everywhere and i was like dude like somebody just came home drunk left the door open and walked to their bed and passed out yeah and i just like closed their door i'm like they didn't even know their door was open yeah some some guy walked into my fucking apartment one time yeah i was sleeping
1: I I had, I had some friends once call me in the morning and they say, Hey man, like, can you help us? Like, can you, cause I live next to him and I'm like, what's up? I'm like, we need to help you move a guy.
0: And I was like, oh, what do no. what you, and
1: I get there and there was just some dude passed out on their couch that none of them knew <gasps> oh, and, fuck. uh, they couldn't like lift him. So I helped them like lift him out. And then he, he like finally kind of like woke up and like. He was super like apologetic, like super hungover. And I guess like his friends used to live in that place and they didn't lock the door. So, like in the middle of the night, he just like was like, Oh, that's my friend's house. And like went in and like fell asleep on their couch.
0: Yeah, that's what happened to me. Like, I think the guy lived a floor below us and he was like, Wah? And he like walked into our room. And I'm like, and Me and my room are like, What the fuck? And we're like, What? <laughs> and he's like, He's like, uh, What are you doing in my bed? And we're like, Dude, this is our apartment. <laughs> And he's wearing like pink shorts and like just like a total college frat star and he's oh, like yeah. and we're like what the hell? And he's like oh shit. I don't think this is my apartment. I was like no, <laughs> it's not. And like our a- other asshole roommate just left the we didn't like him. He just left the door unlocked and we're yeah. like dude, you got to lock the fucking door. I hope serious? he's a listener. No, he's he got killed by that guy. Oh good. <laughs> he's like I'm going to kill you, Marty. His name was Marty. Okay. Oh, I really hope he doesn't listen to this.
1: <laughs> hey, Marty, fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Marty. So, uh, yeah, this man that uh, he had the, you know, the uh the felony burglary in the previous year, he um he got a misdemeanor of burglary when he forced his way into an apartment by punching a man in the face. Now, that's how
0: <laughs> I like to trick-treat. or treat. <laughs> Ooh, I want some I want some mister Mr. Wilson chiclet teeth in my bag. I'm gonna i I'm gonna sock your bopper. I'm gonna sock him bopper your teeth right out of your fucking head.
1: So now it takes us to Carl Johnson. Misdemeanor uh, violation of a sexual restraining order after getting on the same bus as his ex girlfriend. That sucks, but also that... like maybe don't get the restraining order. Or get a car. Yeah, it's so easy to do as a college student. Um, (laughs) The woman had previously filed a a petition claiming Johnson date-raped her on three occasions. Huge piece of shit. But the charges were dropped due to a lack of evidence, and Urban Meyer never punished him due to lack of evidence, and he never missed a game.
0: Well, you could definitely tell this is mid-2000s. When was this?
1: Uh, somewhere between like 2006 to 2009, I believe.
0: Yeah. Jesus.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Riley Cooper, misdemeanor of resisting an officer and failure to comply with a police officer or fire department. Cooper was cited for purposely standing in the way of an active police vehicle.
0: That's illegal. (laughs) Yeah. You can't just block a cop car if they're trying to go somewhere. They're allowed to block me. No, no, right? Just because I have a kilo of heroin in my car, you're allowed to <laughs> block me. I have to get the jack in the box.
1: <laughs> so uh, Cooper was not punished. Uh, it should also be said, though, that in 2013, now a professional football player in the NFL, uh, Riley Cooper was caught on tape yelling racial slurs at a uh. Kes- at a Kenny Chesney concert.
0: <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> Wait. Wait.
1: Yeah, he played for that all-white NFL team. You know that one.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, what team did he play for?
1: Um,
0: Patriots?
1: Ooh, he's played for a few. I think he's still playing maybe for the Falcons?
0: Wait, you're telling me that he was the only one caught on tape yelling racial slurs at a Kenny Chesney concert? <laughs>
1: no, but he was the only one that was a professional athlete, so he's held
0: <laughs> at a different standard. The other guy worked out AutoZone because they, they couldn't fucking really do much <laughs> about that. There's like, uh no. We don't we don't know where that guy went.
1: Oh, well, according to Wikipedia, he played for five years since his last year was 2005. but for some reason I thought he was still playing. Hmm. Doesn't matter, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, he <laughs> sucks. <laughs> so uh now we're gonna move on to a very, very big name here. Cam Newton.
0: Whoa, we know him.
1: Yeah. Uh, Felony counts of burglary, larceny, and obstruction of justice after allegedly stealing a laptop from a University of Florida student and throwing it out his dorm window uh, when the police showed up. Now, if you don't know Cam Newton, um, he's a huge name. He's a huge name in the football world. he was a huge prospect, so once his name popped up, it was made into a much bigger deal than if a, than if like a walk-on player did it. Uh, so Urban was forced to suspend Newton for the rest of the season. Then he transferred to a junior college and then transferred his way to Auburn where he won a national championship with the health of a terrible referee, missed call, cheating the University of Oregon out of their first national championship. I'm still bitter.
0: Um, (laughs) that's kind of crazy that he got booted from the school for that, or I don't know if it was for that, but he switched to a junior college and then Auburn. And now he's like one of the biggest quarterbacks in the NFL.
1: Well, he kind of sucks now, but cam Uh, won awards like NFL MVP rookie of the year, the Heisman trophy and three time pro bowler. He's currently with the Patriots. I was actually watching Monday night football while writing this, where they, he led a huge comeback to beat the New York jets are mm-hmm. zero eight? I believe.
0: I don't know. It's kind of hard to say somebody sucks in the NFL. They could just literally have like a bad year too. Right?
1: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you, know, you don't make it to the NFL if you suck.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know,
1: everybody in least... the NFL is good to an extent. They might be overshadowed by other people, but you know, it's a team sport. You can be the best player in the world and play on a shitty team and not perform. That's true. So, back to crimes, uh, Jacques Rickerson got caught with weed. Uh, you know, whatever. But Ooh, wait. Ooh, weed's tight. Yeah, it is. But wait, he also got charged with a felony of domestic violence by strangulation and a felony of, obju- of obstruction of justice. Oh, no. Riggerson would be suspended for the 2007 season for the marijuana, but played in the game the same morning that his felony domestic violence case became public. So that's lovely.
0: I mean, it's a felony too, right? Like, I yeah. don't know if like all domestic violence cases are felony, but like, if I'm it's, not sure. But like, he must have done something really, really bad.
1: Don't worry Jesus. though he he played the same day. <sighs> Good job, coach. Um, so, Tori Davis misdemeanor for knowingly driving with a suspended license on a number of occasions.
0: That's uh, fine.
1: Jamar Hornsby charged with, uh, number one cited with a misdemeanor of property damage and criminal mischief for allegedly throwing a man onto the hood of a
0: car during a fight. Wait, that's illegal? Not the fight? Just throwing him on the hood of the car?
1: Uh, well, it's property damage.
0: Oh, it wasn't his hood.
1: Yeah, no, it wasn't his car. Ah, I'd be pissed too if I came out and there's a big ass dent in the fucking hood of my car. It turns big out some ass dude. dude on my car. Sla- he's still there. <laughs> he's <laughs> drive to work with him there.
0: There's <laughs> a big ass knocked out dude on my car. What <laughs> oh, do I got to feed him now? What is this? Oh, <laughs> you took out his eyes? What am I supposed to do with him now? I don't know, you can't do nothing with him. You can't get a ball? I don't fucking know what to do with them.
1: So, charge number two: unauthorized use of a credit card to obtain goods and services, a felony, along what? with a misdemeanor of larceny of a credit card for an ale- for allegedly more than seventy fraudulent charges on the credit card of a female University of Florida student who had died seven months earlier. Dude, Holy shut
0: shit! The fuck up!
1: That is insane.
0: Shut the fuck up.
1: So this poor girl died seven months ago, and he stole her credit card and spent a shit ton of money. Who's this? Uh, That would be a one Jamar Hornsby.
0: Fuck that guy.
1: So Hornsby... Specifically. Yeah, Hornsby was not punished for the act of yeeting a grown man onto the hood of a car, but thankfully... Uh, stealing a credit card from a dead woman and spending a shit ton of money was bad enough to get him kicked off the team.
0: Yeah, I mean, just like the—I mean, obviously, fuck all these dudes who are like just doing this horrible shit, especially like the domestic violence stuff. But like, especially like this guy—it's just that's like, worse. It's—it's so—it's just like really disrespectful to like somebody who passed. You know what I mean? Like, oh God yeah, damn, way to take advantage of a situation.
1: I can't think of many things that are worse than
0: that, honestly. I mean, like, obviously, like, physical violence against somebody is, like, worse in theory. But just, like, the idea of doing something so slimy like that is, like, the credit card thing is just, like, it's so slimy. You go, like, oh, my God. Like, that wasn't the heat of the moment. No. Actually, I'm not going to even get to justify, like, these other guys. Mm -mm. Fuck all of them. Fuck them.
1: But I understand. Except what you're Except
0: for the to say guy driving like. with a suspended license. That guy. Well, yeah, that's, that's fine. a. He, you know, or the, like passed. getting busted with weed. You know, it's like come yeah, on. Yeah, that's fine.
1: So, uh, Jermaine Cunningham, misdemeanor in battery for getting in a fight with a Jimmy John's employee.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, now that motherfucker <laughs> is not on making my it fast list. enough. I
1: thought you said it was "freaky fast," motherfucker.
0: Y- you could fuck with anybody, but you fuck with my Jimmy Johns. You're gonna get these Jimmy. Hands. That was, my name's not Jimmy. It doesn't make sense.
1: So Cunningham played in Florida's next game, the Capital One Bowl, but Coach Meyer said... The Jimmy John's Bowl.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the coach said that he imposed physical punishment on his player and that he couldn't accept bowl game gifts. Holy shit, what does the physical punishment
0: mean? <laughs> Did he spank his players? And then he said, you don't get to eat the Tostitos. Wait, what, what was the bull? It was the uh, Capital One. You don't get a credit card. You don't get to <laughs> go into debt. And, and then his buddy's like, yo, yo, I got a credit card. Check this out. Some girl died seven months ago. And he's like, oh, I don't want to use that one. Don't make a joke about that, Topin. I'm not making a joke about it. I'm trying to joke. make light of this. Dude, you brought this to the podcast. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to do with this. A lot of this information is very heartbreaking and horrible, David. I know. I'm sorry. I I know. I talked about a story about people getting their eyes plucked out, but like this is more real because those people are ancient, and I feel like they would eventually have got their eyes plucked out if it wasn't by the Byzantine Empire or by That's somebody. Yeah.
1: They. I mean, they're probably laughing about it now. They're like, hey, they're talking about us again."
0: Yeah, in hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: a good, a good, uh, a good old just belly laugh down in the old h e double hockey sticks so Oof. our our next guy here tony joiner uh felony theft for breaking into a car impound and retrieving his girlfriend's car which had been towed I feel like I've done that on grand theft Auto a few times
0: that's a good boyfriend though
1: yeah he never missed a game
0: he's like my he's like my girlfriend she got her car towed and she's like I don't have any money and he's like I'll go jump the fence and go get the car. I mean,
1: realistically, they they charge way too much when your car gets towed.
0: Yo, I yeah, I totally agree. I have many stories about that. My friends, my friend's car got stolen, and he tried to go retrieve from the pound, and the guys like, "Uh, we close in five minutes, and you don't have the exact ID that we need, so we're gonna keep it for another day and charge you like another hundred seventy five dollars." And I was like, Yeah. And he's like, "This is like a scam." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah we're shutting it right now." Like, <laughs> yeah, we are a scam. To, they wanted to shut it down so like he would have to pay the money. He's oh like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go get it right now. Will you stay open? And they're like, "Nope." And that happened like, to me once up. when I was trying to do uh, camera
1: returns, and I got to the place at like six fifty eight, and they closed at seven. And I went to the front door, and the person locked the door in front of me, like a glass door. I'm like looking at him. They're like, "Sorry, man," like were closed and I, I literally just had to drop the bag to them, and so then our producer got charged for an extra day rental fee. No. Oh, I was so mad. I had to make I, someone else return it the next day because, like, I was going to like lose my. You were shit gonna on them. beat
0: up the Jimmy Johnson employee. I was. I, I was get
1: gonna, it. Yeah. I was gonna fucking
0: put him in a ham sandwich.
1: I was gonna wipe my ass with the lens. <laughs> you clean that, bitch. I'm going to put this microphone in my ass. Can you hear me?
0: <laughs> I started pinching my nipples with the clothespins. That's, that's a production that's a, with the C 47s. I put my wiener through the barn door. These are all production you guys, jokes. Yeah, you guys don't get it unless you're We're in the business. I was. <laughs> in the industry. Oh, God. So, uh, suck.
1: So, Ronnie Wilson, aggravated assault, battery, and use of display of a concealed weapon during commission of a felony f- <laughs> for shooting a semi-automatic AK-47 <gasps> in the air after a dispute with another man.
0: Honestly, though? It's pretty cool. Really cool. Jonah <laughs> Hill did that in War Dogs.
1: <laughs> so, like, he's basically Jonah Hill, but he plays college football.
0: Jonah hill. I think Jonah Hill plays football. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Professionally. He's a fullback for the Atlanta Falcons. At least War Dogs Jonah Hill could play football. <laughs> just roll him down the hill. He'd just be like the fucking crater in Indiana. I mean, the big boulder in Indiana Jones.
1: <laughs> so, he was I- He was thick. I wonder if this is a classic news report of misidentifying a rifle as an AK-47 because that was like a big thing before like ARs swept the nation. Because now every time you hear like a news broadcast about a, a rifle of any type, they're like it was an AR-15. But uh, so I'm not sure if it was actually an AK-47, but I want to believe it was because that'd be a
0: Kalashnikov.
1: Cool. Oh yeah,
0: oh Never yeah. shot a gun.
1: You should. So, uh, charge number two, misdemeanor of possession of marijuana. Boo. Uh, hey, hey, Tobin. Yeah. I got a little. I got a little secret for you. What? No one, no one else can hear this. What? Every single fucking college football player smokes a shit ton of weed.
0: And Olympic gold medalists.
1: Coaches only use drug tests to kick kids off the team for weed if they don't want them on the team and don't have another reason to kick them off the team.
0: Yeah, they're like my nephew is going to be the new quarterback. <laughs> he's got one arm. At least we'll get a lot of press. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we know, we know we ain't going to win any more fucking games, so we might as well go with the one-arm kid.
0: He he's ugly too, so he, people are going to be like, "Who is that guy with the one arm and the messed up face?" I bet like, that's my nephew. And
1: so back like, oh,
0: <laughs> makes sense.
1: Back to Ronnie Wilson real quick. Uh, charge number three, one count of battery and one count of assault for an altercation at an apartment complex. Yeah, so this yeah. guy had he had a lot of problems. Uh, Ronnie Wilson was suspended for the season after his gun stunt and then kicked off the team after his third charge. Uh, charged up yeah he is dustin doe misdemeanor afraid and resisting arrest for his role in a fight charges dropped by the charges dropped by the way, the majority of these charges are dropped um which means the university probably paid a lot a lot of people paid off a lot of black eyes mm. um you know oh you wanna here's a free uh here's a free semester for our guy kicking the shit out of you
0: oh and, maybe actually. Uh,
1: yeah and charge number 2 uh charged with unknowingly driving with a suspended license doe was not suspended for his first crime but um was but was for a short time after his second okay so he was suspended a little bit after his second thing uh but he did return to play 13 more games the next season uh, Dorian Monroe felony theft when he removed a university police boot from his car tire and threw that bitch in his trunk. Uh, <laughs> charges were dropped and no punishment was given out. That's cool how he got that off. I mean, that's a felony theft charge that he got what? thrown. What if out.
0: he just left it on the ground?
1: Uh, I think still tampering with like a car boot is a felony regardless. I don't. I don't sense. know if the felony has to do with him like stealing it or not, but.
0: You yeah. put it on my car. <laughs> you put it on the cop car. That's my car. That's my wheel. What if I just change the wheel?
1: Yeah, I've, I've seen people just like try to like take the bolts off and just leave it. But
0: doesn't it cover the bolts so you can't even take the wheel off?
1: You can just put it back on. What, what, what are do. you talking
0: about? <laughs> I don't... Never mind.
1: I mean, if you can, if you can get the thing off, then you take your wheel off, and you put it back on,
0: then you leave it on the street. Now that he's got a wheel, trade you a wheel for a felony. That's a fair trade. Fair trade.
1: So John Curtis. How many more people fucking broke the law? That's what I'm telling you, man. This is insane how many people on this fucking team broke the goddamn law. John Curtis, violation of probation after failing to serve only five freaking hours of community service for an alcohol citation. Like, holy shit, it's five hours. That is so that's easy to do. Th- that's all he needed? He said to do five hours. Um, he was crazy. never punished for it, by the way. Um.
0: They never are.
1: Yeah. Brandon James busted for buying weed on a felony level and obviously busted for possession of marijuana. James was suspended for one game for his felony drug charge. Felony. <laughs> <sighs> Avery Atkins misdemeanor in domestic battery by hitting the mother of his child. Oh, he was God. kicked off the team um, and then found dead a year later from a drug <gasps> overdose.
0: Oh no. Weed. Yeah. Uh, I don't
1: know. And <laughs> uh, there. I got to the point where there was just like ten more of these fucking things, but they're mostly just like marijuana and assault cases, and we've already done those. So now it's time to talk about the big one. You know who the What's big. The big one? You know who the big one is, right? No. Aaron Hernandez.
0: Oh shit.
1: Yeah, he was part of this team. So,
0: yeah. Nope. Now you're not you going to spoil it? Continue. Okay.
1: There's an incredible documentary about Aaron Hernandez that you guys should check out. Um, because I'm not going to tell his whole story, but it's an incredibly interesting story. Because they they cover him from like his birth to his death. Um, Aaron Hernandez was a tight end for the Florida Gators, who continued his path of success all the way to catching a touchdown pass from Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. most children's dreams in the united states and probably all over the
0: world but if it's if you're a child and that's your dream you gotta give him a kiss on the lips yeah that's that's tom brady i'm saying
1: only if you're his son so aaron seemed to be living the dream but what many people did not realize at the time was the pain he had inside of him and the monster he kept deep within Now, for me, the most insane aspect of this downfall of Aaron Hernandez has to be how fast it all happened. Uh, So we'll start this on April 23rd, 2010, when Hernandez was drafted by the New England Patriots in the fourth round of the NFL draft. Uh, Hernandez had a successful rookie year, scoring six touchdowns from Tom Brady. And his second season with the Patriots, he continued to contribute to the team, helping them reach Super Bowl 46 on February 5th, 2012, where they'd lose to the New York Giants. So we're in February, and five months after the Super Bowl on July 16th, 2012, two men, two men named Daniel De Ebru and Safrino Futatu. Were shot dead in their car during a drive by shooting in Boston's South End neighborhood.
0: So we'll, he was on the team when this happened?
1: We'll come back to that. One month later, after that shooting, August 27th, 2012, Hernandez signs a five year, $40 million contract extension with the Patriots. Whoa. A month later. Five months after that, Aaron Hernandez's friend, Alexander Bradley, is shot in the face after partying with Hernandez at a Miami strip club. Surviving, Bradley later files a lawsuit alleging Hernandez was the shooter. Four months after that, June 17th, 2013, the body of Odin Lloyd is found near Hernandez's mansion in North Attleboro, uh, Massive Two <laughs> and uh, and I said that right if we have any new listeners. It is massive two shits. Uh, so, Odin Lloyd was dating the sister of Aaron's uh, fiance at the time. And the police trace evidence back to Aaron after he destroyed his cell phone and surveillance footage from his home on that night.
0: No, innocent people do that shit, too. I sometimes just destroy my cameras and my phone. Yeah, just I, d- for I do it every Sunday. Every yeah, Sunday, I yeah, just yeah. smash them. I don't trust my own technology. Never. The VCR has been watching me. <laughs> that, blinking, that blinking light, that's a camera. I have, I have a VCR. <laughs> so on June 26,
1: 2013, Hernandez was led from his home in handcuffs and charged with first-degree murder and five firearm violations. On May 15, 2014, Hernandez is indicted on two counts of first-degree murder and other charges in connection with the 2012 drive-by shooting of de Abaru and Furtado, who i was talking about earlier
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i didn't say that he killed him but he did um april 15th 2015 hernandez is found guilty of first degree murder april tw- april 19th 2017 hernandez is found hanging in his prison cell by a bedsheet, pronounced dead jeez September 21st, 2017, it is revealed that Hernandez had been suffering from chronic trauma- traumatic, uh, you know, I don't know how to say that word, CTE. Um... Which is a degenerative brain disease caused by repetitive head trauma and has become a major storyline in the NFL with an alarming amount of uh, current and alum Suffering from this disease, which causes mood swings and cognitive confusion. Hmm.
0: Interesting.
1: So this story is just crazy to me because he goes from playing in the Super Bowl to being involved in a shooting claiming two two men's lives to signing a massive $40 million contract a month later to shooting two more people. His whole story that is like his whole story is well covered in the documentary I was talking about, which is on Netflix called uh, Serial Killer or sorry, called Killer Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez, and it's absolutely worth watching. Even if you're not like very interested in football, my fiance uh, hates Sundays because I just want to sit there and drink beer and watch football. But she found the documentary like really, really interesting. It's just a really crazy story. So even if you're not into football, definitely check it out, especially if you're into like murder stuff and true crime. So I want to end this story with the craziest college football team ever with one more piece of the puzzle. Now, Tobin, who is the most important person on a football team after the coach? Who is the true leader of the team? Mascot. No.
0: Uh, quarterback.
1: That's right. The quarterback. <laughs> Do you know who the quarterback was for all of these lost young men?
0: Uh,
1: no. Tim fucking Tebow.
0: No way.
1: America's virgin sweetheart. The rebirth of Christ. Whoa. If you don't know who Tim Tebow is, he's like, an insanely vocal and devout man of God, just like the perfect human being in everybody's eyes.
0: He did the Tebow knee, that was like a big meme for a while. Oh, right? uh, yeah, before people memes were a thing. A yeah, people getting on a knee doing that thing. He I mean, he's run the yeah. ball, right?
1: Uh, <laughs> he wasn't very good at throwing it. <laughs>
0: Well, I just remember he get touchdowns himself a lot of the time, and that's when he would take the knee, right? And that's yeah. why it became like a thing.
1: I mean, the dude really? was built like a fucking fullback. I mean, he had all that all that man juice building up in his bottom half that he just <laughs> filled with testosterone. Now,
0: now, what is he doing? What is he up to?
1: I believe he's doing announcing. Okay. Which I think he's he's halfway decent. He's a very charming young fellow.
0: <laughs>
1: great, great <laughs> to look at. Oh my god, it's he just <laughs> something else.
0: But you can't touch him.
1: You can't touch him. Only God oh, right. can touch him. <laughs> but my God.
0: Whoa. Very interesting uh, juxtaposition. you know? Yeah.
1: When you look at all of those fucking guys that just like, just, oh man, do horrible things and they're being led by Tim Tebow.
0: And Tim kept his head above the water.
1: <sighs> I guess so. So now, of course, you can't try to pin the actions of others. um, especially these young men who are going through, you know, a transitional period of their lives into the men they will become. But what if you could? What if all this time hiding behind his gold-tipped page Bible, the Tim Tebow we all know and love, was just disguise? Whoa. We just might not ever know the truth.
0: He's the Antichrist, and he, he, he... Besmirches people who are around him. He taints them, right? Hey, you, you're the one saying it, not me.
1: I'm not saying it's a,
0: that. It's an interesting theory, you know. Like yeah. uh, maybe, maybe he transfers all of his his negative thoughts into those people, so like he's able to stay pure and clear. But you know, yeah,
1: he's like God. I just want to shoot an AK-47 after beating some people up here. You <laughs> take you take this one for me, buddy.
0: Oh, like you don't. He he passes the magic off with the football. Exactly. You get it. Yeah. Science. Um, it's science. Well, science. It's just science. I've sports. seen sports Space Medicine. Jam. I've it's seen Space me- Jam.
1: I I see how magic travels through athletic balls. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, you've seen Space Jam. <laughs> They'll anyway, dunks. That, half-court think, dunks. <laughs> that, you don't think it, Michael Jordan had the devil in him when he dunked that ball from half-court?
0: That's the devil. No, that's the devil. That's like, like that. have
1: I ever seen the devil? It's Michael Jackson dunking a ball from half court. His goddamn arm it's went Michael 100 It's Michael Jackson
0: feet. dunking the ball? Is that what you just said? <laughs> it's Michael Jackson?
1: Well, everybody knows he was Michael Jordan's stunt double in that film. <laughs>
0: they, You know, they looked a lot alike, so that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> oh hey, they God. did
1: that McDonald's commercial together. I'm not lying.
0: Did they? Yeah. I don't remember that one. Devil probably put that one together oh yeah there's there's the there's the third devil that's the trifecta mcdonald's McDonald's, michael jordan michael jackson
1: (laughs) (laughs) it just checks out that's just what it is
0: it is. It, it
1: it is what it is. It is what it
0: is. Anyway, well, I think that wraps up our stories for today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love telling you these stories, and we love it when you listen. So if you guys want any more information, you can go to Camp Strange Podcast on Instagram and uh, click our link in bio to check out all of our merch things. Uh, you know, wherever you want to listen to our podcast, you can find us on Apple iTunes, Apple iTunes, Jesus Christ, uh, Spotify, <laughs> all the big ones. We got merch. I already said that. Rate, review, subscribe, said that too. Send us an email at campstrangepodcast at gmail.com and uh, we will respond as well. And uh, I think that wraps it up for today. Uh, mm. David, do you have anything else to say before we head out?
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm
0: loving it. There we go. (laughs) Devil. Devil. And don't forget to... Stay strange.